Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. The Jason and Alexis podcast is brought to you by The Free House. As long as snow is on the ground, they'll have snow globes on the patio. Book this unique winter dining experience by the hour by calling The Free House. Full menu is available along with some unique winter cocktails and food items. Hey, Don. Yes, Jason. When I say unique dining experience, what comes to mind? Uh, that time you told me about the place you ate in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did eat in the dark. Okay, yes. what if I say to you, patio dome, 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 dome? Ooh, I think you're talking about those awesome igloos outside the freehouse, right? I am. That's right. Listen to this, everybody. As long as snow is on the ground, the folks of the Freehouse are going to have basically snow globes on the patio. You can book these, Dawn, for a unique dining dining experience by the hour. That is very cool. So you can rent one for your friends. This is perfect for a little holiday get-together. Maybe you're too busy before Christmas, and now is the perfect time. Or maybe you just want to put your whole family in that snow globe. (laughs) (laughs) That's a great idea. You can sit in the other one, rent to, wave to them from your dome. Bye! That's right. (laughs) The full menu is available along with some unique winter cocktails and unique winter food items. For more information, call the Freehouse. New information, please. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert update. A quick look at what's happening in entertainment. I'm going to need everything. All the info you got. On My Talk. My Talk. Come on, you guys. Tell me all the dirt, dirt. Drummer Joey Kramer got to accept the Music Cares Person of the Year Award with the rest of Aerosmith Friday night, but he wasn't allowed to play with them. He also left was left out of last night's Grammy performance. Now, if you followed this story last week, uh, he we found out that he had actually brought it to court, his own band was not letting him play because uh, he had, uh, well, a disability claim, really, with an injury that he had, and he they didn't think he was up to par to play with the band. I find this not cool. This is not cool, and it was weird because a judge actually ordered that he, they, they determined, no, you can't play. Um, they're sort of trying to still include him, but it's very weird because he's been with the band for five decades. Yeah. And couldn't they have just had two drum sets and he pretended or something? <laughs> something. It's really strange. Um, well, Trot him out. Whatever you got to do. 50 years he gave your band. Yeah, and, and the statement he made last week about this was like he is very hurt over it Uh, he also didn't you know he didn't play last night and it's just it's a very sad strange story maybe the judge should order the whole band to just stop playing (laughs) you guys are just too damn old you're done you're out just sit down sit down well yeah i mean they made him re-audition for his own part several months after his injury he was ready to rejoin and the guys made him audition and he failed and i can get that like Sometimes you don't know when your time is over, but for an accolade for a Grammy performance that, let's face it, wasn't the best. Couldn't you find a way to get the guy into the menagerie? Yeah, he had to sue him. 
So that is interesting there. Um, I'm sure that story will continue to develop. Okay, uh, let's see here. Selena Gomez says she suffered emotional abuse during her relationship with Justin Bieber. She did an interview and opened up about a song that she wrote. Uh, She says she's really proud that I can say I feel the strongest I've ever felt. But she had some emotional abuse going on. Of course she did. It was a first love. I mean, how do you go back and evaluate every relationship you've had? Haven't you? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yes. I don't yes. mean to minimize it, but it's like, this isn't shocking. And Justin Bieber has admitted that he had a lot of issues with drugs at the time and abusing his relationship. Sure. He didn't say abusing a person, right. which I found was an interesting way to, to talk about that. Okay. Uh, Bad Boys for Life was number one at the box office for a second straight week uh, and another $34 million for them. 1917 came in second with $15.8 million. And that's the latest dirt. You can find more on our app and my talk. 1071.com. Okay, appreciate the info. Dirt alert updates at the top of every hour. Plus, get extended dirt alerts at 820, 1220, and 520. Be back in an hour. Okay. And now, Jason and Alexis in the morning with producer Don on my talk. Everything entertainment. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the 7 o'clock hour of Jason and Alexis in the morning on my talk with 071 Everything Entertainment. I'm Jason Matheson, along with Dawn McClain. Steph is back, fresh from her 10-day Gilligan's Island boat ride with her husband. And Kenny's back, fresh from his shop. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I watched most of the grease off my hands. Uh, fingernails still pretty gross, though. I love it. Yeah. That makes you a man there. Oh, Kenny. here's something you missed last week, Jason, while Bradley yeah. was uh, filling in, is that uh, Kenny likes to eat Ruffles potato chips, dip it in cottage cheese, and then sometimes it drips down his beard. We did and that. And then he yes. gets beard hair into his cottage cheese. Lunch yesterday oh. in the shop was dried venison with uh, individual sliced wraps of cheese, no <laughs> bread, and Frito scoops dipping out a cottage cheese. That's hot. He has his own container, though, of cottage cheese, so yeah. no one has to do it. Yeah, your this. wife doesn't have to share with you. She doesn't share beard hair with, uh, with me, no. God, I wish you were gay. It's oh, like you're flossing. just so attractive. <laughs> I wish you were gay and I wasn't married. We could have something. That's well, just excuse so me while I just pick out the hair. <laughs> Maybe we should talk. We'll talk after the show. Oh, boy. Uh, it is coming up on 707. Raise your glass, everybody, and take a sip <laughs> of your funny. refreshing morning beverage. Cheers, everybody. Oh, I can't anymore. Sorry. Mm, mm. <sighs> Hanson, are you still married after 10 days at sea with your husband? I am still married. We did get to sleep in separate rooms because we had a two-bedroom boat, which was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, He'd have his earplugs in over there because apparently I can saw some real logs. Do you do that at home, too? Snore or sleep in separate bedrooms? Yeah, separate bedrooms. No. You don't? I won't let him. Oh, Steph. That's the beginning of the end. No, it's not. It's the beginning of a whole new happy life together. Really? Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, our our relationship improved so much when I moved to the basement. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. just make, some, make him wear earplugs, and I feel kind of bad, but I can't well, what help about, snoring. You're farting all night, too. He's got to uh, deal no, with that. No, he can't smell. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> This is actual audio Kurt gave us of Stephanie on the boat. 
No, it's way worse than that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, goodness. Well, Steph, it's good to have you back. Steph's going to be with us uh, probably uh, until Lex uh, Lulu returns. And uh, we got some email. Now I want to. You've got mail. I want to confirm someone misunderstood Stephanie and uh, they thought they Stephanie said if Alexis returns. No, when Stephanie said when Alexis returns. Sorry, so, I no. mean, people, calm yeah. down, what do they think? I'm going to like ho- yeah. keep her hostage. Yeah, no, uh, Alexis will be back uh, very, very soon. So, uh, so. Don't worry, folks. But uh, Hanson Alulu <laughs> will you be feel here. Great, doesn't it, Steph? Well, yeah. you know, I'm just holding I, the seat. I'm thrilled that you're here. I'm 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 thrilled to talk to, to the three of you. Uh, I needed it, and uh, I'm I'm so glad that you guys are here. And uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, today's my first day back. My stepdad uh, passed away uh, about a week a week ago. A week ago Thursday, uh, Cappy. And uh, and I went to Lake Charles, Louisiana, to be with my mom for the week. Um, I'm her only baby. I'm her only child. And uh, we have a very small family. Very, and it keeps getting... We had a little moment of laughter. It keeps getting smaller by the year. And um, so I, I went to be with her for the week. And, and there's just so much to say. There's just so much to... So much to kind of digest, and and um, it was a real kind of learning week for us, for my mom, um, for me, and then you, you mix in the the Kobe Bryant story, and you know it really is, and it's such a Hallmark card kind of crap that you sometimes in happier times you roll your eyes and go, Oh, that's nice. And you, and you just kind of pet it on its head like a little puppy. But I am, I am taking, cause I think no matter when horrible things happen to you, there's several ways, several ways you can handle it. And I've always been this way. And, and Don's heard me talk about this and I it went into hyperdrive after I read uh, Bob Iger's book. And my best friend, Jen, put it in really great terms. When I look at a crisis or I look at problems, I look at it as boxes. Because this is this is a lot of boxes. <laughs> um, unraveling this for, with my mother, for my mother. And I look at problems as, a, as boxes. And you pull the box out. You, you, you pull one particular box out. You deal with that. Then you push it back in. And you then you pull the next box out and you deal with that. And I look at things like that. And and this was a lesson in compartmentalizing, and it was also a lesson in, this is the stuff that I was referring to in happier times where you go, oh, that's nice. But my goodness, don't waste time. And I know that seems like a throwaway line and a cliche or whatever, but my goodness, um, don't put stuff off. I almost cussed there. Don't put stuff off. Um, my mom and Cappy, for instance, for years talked about moving to Tennessee because I'm not t- telling tales out of school. My mom doesn't love it down in Louisiana and never has. <laughs> um, but they kept talking about it for years and years, and they never did it. They never got the opportunity. And then this came up so quickly. Um, I'm sure my mother won't mind me saying uh, Cappy was diagnosed with cancer in October, stage four. 
and he passed just a couple, several months later. And we have now found out that he's had this cancer for years. Um, it, it spread everywhere. And it started with a mole. It was melanoma. It started with a mole that, and I wish I could see Kenny's face. It's, 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 I'm not just picking on guys, but we guys have a tendency to be stubborn as hell. Oh, yeah. And when we have something, you know, my father-in-law, you know, and he took care of it. Oh, Gretchen, there's a mole. It's nothing. Right. Yeah. My talkers, I really mean this, and especially the 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 seven to twelve men that are listening to our show. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe fourteen on a good day. If you guys please go to the damn doctor, go get checked. My mom, it my mom drove Cappy crazy for years, begging him to go get this mole checked on his belly, and he never did. And 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 it all started with that, and then by the time. They found it. He was having trouble breathing in October, and he went to the doctor, and lo and behold, he had cancer in the lung, stage four lung cancer. And then upon further examination, because, you know, uh, you, you have to get checked specifically for different forms of cancer. Then when they examined further, they found out that it was everywhere. He had it everywhere. Bones, brain, everywhere. Cappy had it. And by then it was, you know, um, there's not a lot you can do except just make him comfortable and, and, and fight it as hard as you can. And he did. So we're going to take a break. When we come back, I'll, I'll talk a little bit about my mom, uh, who has been on our show many times um, over the years. Uh, but I'll just leave you with this before the commercial. Please go get checked. If there's something you've been putting off and in your life, if you're putting off something, don't take that trip. Call your damn mom. Connect with someone that you were mad at over frivolous things. Because if I have learned, and then it was highlighted yesterday with Kobe Bryant, it can it just can it can be over like that. And that's how I'm feeling today. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling that with tremendous gravity. Uh, more when we return. Jason, have you ever actually sat down with a nutritionist and they ask you what you've eaten the day before? All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Um, does my Jane Fonda workout tapes from the <laughs> 80s count as someone with nutrition? Uh, not really. I think okay. you need to update. And you need to go to Livia. That's L-I-V-E-A dot com. You can find 10 convenient locations in Minnesota and Wisconsin, first of all. So basically, everywhere you drive, you'll see Olivia. They used to be Metafast, right? They used to be Metafast. Don't get confused. No. They're a great company. I lost 20 pounds on the program, and I've kept it off for, you know, a year. And that's hard to do. Maintaining is the hard part, so thank goodness you have them. Yes, they're awesome over there. I go to the one in Roseville, but you can find a location, like I said, anywhere in the Twin Cities, uh, livea.com. You can call 855 Go Livia, and then they can tell you not to eat 
breakfast cereal for every meal. You like mean, they and, told me. Well, and when you say breakfast cereal, ladies and gentlemen, Dawn used to eat nerds for breakfast. <laughs> Welcome back. Jason and Alexis in the morning on My Talk 1071. I'm Jace with Dawn, Steph, Kenny, all of you. Coming up in the next segment, our buddy Phil Mackey from Score North will join us with some perspective on the tragic loss of Kobe Bryant, his beautiful daughter, and the other poor souls on that helicopter yesterday. Then we'll talk a little Grammys too, but uh, right now, just continuing, um, uh, I was gone last week helping my beautiful mom uh, following uh, the death of my uh, stepfather, Cappy. Before I say anything else, I'm holding in my hand a, a stack uh, about as tall as Julia of cards <laughs> that were sent uh, to Fox. And I just want to say thank you to everybody, all the my talkers. Um, I saw and I showed my mom. My mom was active on Facebook until all of this kind of went down in the fall. Um, she wanted me to tell you because a lot of you correspond with her. <laughs> uh, she was a little social media butterfly. Uh, a lot of you correspond with my mom and have over the years on, on, on Facebook and stuff. And she wanted me to tell you uh, that she appreciates all the thoughts and the, the well wishes and the love. She feels it. And I showed her all the comments on, on my talk posted um, the segment that I did on the Jason show. And uh, I posted on my social media um, and my mom, I showed my mom all the messages and it just really meant a lot to her. So thank you very much because as you can imagine, Right now, she feels very, very, very alone. Anyone that's had this type of loss, um, lost a spouse, especially at in that chapter of her life, um, you, you, you know how alone you feel. And my mom is young. My mom is only 65. And, you know, my role with her has always been, whether it was the death of her mom, my grandma, or her divorce from my dad, uh, my role is clear. I, I, I make her laugh, and then I, I have to be her rock. And I kept telling her, I said, Mom, I said, here, look at it this way. I said, here's, here's, the, here's the positive. You had 23 great years with my dad. And I said, and then God blessed you with 23 years, almost exactly 23 years with Cappy. And I said, and now I get you for the next 20-some years. God willing, you'll live to be 90. And uh, I said, so let's look at it that way. So I, I get you back now. Because um, she's lived in Louisiana for 20-some years. And, and you know, we don't get to see each other as much as I, I would like or she would like. And, uh, but it was hard. It, it's seeing my mom alone. And every night, you know, I stayed, bless her heart, you know, they, they had hospice. Uh, for the last couple weeks of Cappy's life. And hospice, um, it was very, very quick. So my mom had no real time to organize anything in her house. So she felt bad because she was, you know, she had about an hour before they came with the bed and stuff. So my mom's like, I'm sorry, the house is a mess. And I'm like, Mom, I'll stay at a hotel. Don't, you know, don't worry about it. Don't. The last thing you should worry about is your stupid house, you know. Don't worry about it. And every night I would leave to go back to the hotel. And it just, even though I knew I would come back the next morning and see her, it killed me. 
it, it and then when I left her on Friday, it was uh, one of the hardest things I've ever had to do in my life. Was you know watch her on her back step, kind of waving, and we both kept a we did pretty well as we were hugging goodbye. But then I got in the Uber and I just you know Colin grabbed my hand and you know my mom is you know she's. She's small. My mom is real thin and just, you know, and just leaving her, leaving my little beautiful mom all by herself just killed me. It just was, just tore me up. And uh, she has friends and stuff down there, but it's not the same. So I told her, you know, hopefully one day when she's ready, I want her to move up here. And uh, I hope that she'll do that. And I think she will, but it's going to, anybody that's gone through this, you know, it takes time. And, um, you can't have so much change. I can't, you know. Yeah. You can't. You can't. How long did she live down there, Jason? Like 20, 20 years? 20-some years. Yeah. 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 You just so, got to grieve, and it just takes time. Yeah. There's no way around it. There's no way. You just got to plow into it and mm-hmm. The only there. thing I've learned about grief, and people will say to you, don't worry, it'll get better. And it doesn't get better. You learn to live with it. It yeah. changes. Yeah, it, yeah. It is what happens for you because the sadness never goes away. You just it's just now another thing that you've learned to live with mm-hmm. in life. Yeah. And, and that's how you move ahead, move forward at least for me anyway. Yeah, I I, I she and and I'll say I I I said this to Dawn and and B Arthur who by the way, I want to thank not only um not only all of you that have sent really wonderful thoughts, but I I want to say thank you. I spend the majority of my broadcasting days making fun of B and making fun of um, the bosses, you know, on a show like this, it's fun to have a fake adversary and it's very fake. We have great bosses. We really, really do. And I want to say thank you to both companies. Um, It's even getting a Monday off sometimes is a little hairy because you're dealing with a lot of people's schedules and, and working for two competing companies. It's, it's, it's complicated, but both, um, we're full of grace and love for myself and for my mom. And I just really appreciate uh, Amy and Dan um, and Fox for being real, real uh, cooperative, not even cooperative. That seems very cold, but just loving and uh, just very, uh, it was w- what we needed at the time. And I just really appreciate it. Um, a little bit later, uh, I'll, I'll talk about, I've learned so much. <laughs> we had a week to kind of, do as much as we could to get things back on track for my mom and the untangling of bills and utilities. And, um, Oh my goodness. Another lesson y'all get your stuff in order, (laughs) please. Um, I know that seems cold on a time like this, but Oh my goodness. Um, I, again, I've learned so much and, um, yeah, get your stuff in order, please. I, it'll just help your loved ones. Um, there's some funny stories too. We and I'll just tease you with this, and I'll tell the story a little bit later. We were we were at the phone store for about three hours, and that's not a joke. I'm not overblowing that time to be funny on the radio. If Colin's listening, he's laughing already. We were at the phone store for three hours, and I'll I'll tell you how that went down and why we were there for three hours and um, a little bit later. But next, uh, Kobe Bryant. Uh, it's some great perspective 
from someone uh, who knows the sports world well. Our buddy Phil Mackey from Score North will join us live when we return. Welcome back, everybody. Jason and Alexis in the morning on my Talk 1071 Everything Entertainment. I'm Jace with Dawn, Stephanie, Kenny, and all of you listening. Thank you for being here. Uh, several, I don't need to tell you, waking up this morning, several huge stories. Uh, the Grammys, and unfortunately, sadly, uh, the tragic passing of NBA legend Kobe Bryant and his beloved daughter Gigi. And seven others. Um, the, the numbers uh, kept moving mm-hmm. throughout the day, uh, but just horrible, just absolutely horrible in a helicopter crash uh, just outside of Los Angeles yesterday morning. Joining us with some perspective on uh, Kobe's legacy is uh, the ringleader of Score North and uh, one of the ho- the host of Mackie and Judd, 4 to 6 p.m., uh, our good friend Phil Mackie. Good morning, Phil. Hey, Jace. How, how are you, Steph? How are you, Don? Good. Welcome All to the right. show. I wish it was on uh, a better occasion that we had you here. Phil, I want you to talk about, especially for the non-sports fan, uh, maybe someone who doesn't follow basketball, uh, the NBA, or the sports world as closely as you. Why is it? What is it about Kobe um, that puts him in the upper echelon of of celebrity, joining the ranks of other folks that can go by one name: LeBron, Jordan, Tiger. Yeah. What was it about Kobe? I I, th- I think it's a combination of I, I think he's just one of the more uniquely talented humans of the last fifty years. But he's he he's he's uniquely talented. He's he's also flawed. I think people can relate to some of the missteps he's had in his life. I mean, if you want to go down the list of things that he is athletically. He is in the 99.999th percentile uh, competitively. He won five championships. He once scored 81 points in a single NBA basketball game. He once walked to the free throw line with a torn Achilles tendon and knocked down both free throws. Creatively, he won an Oscar two years ago for for a, a, a short That's piece right. that he wrote. Um, and, and he has spent the last few years as an ambassador for women's basketball and... I think he viewed his daughter, not necessarily because it was his vision, I think it was because it was Gigi's vision, Uh, I think they both viewed her as someone who was going to take women's basketball to an even different level once she became 16, 17, 18 years old. And so he's he speaks three languages fluently. He's just all of the, he, he really is an athletic renaissance man the last 15 or 20 years. And if you grew up, I was born in 1985, and I've been spending a lot of time thinking about you know, I've never met Kobe Bryant, but why is it that I've spent the last 18 hours just unable to function, basically? Mm-hmm. A lot of people listening probably can relate to when Prince passed away a few years ago. I definitely feel that way. And I don't think it's, it, it, it has nothing to do with whether you knew them personally. I think it's how much time they spent in your consciousness, how much time were they part of your mind in your life, and that being ripped away, I think that's why a lot of people are feeling it today. And appreciating the gifts and the artistry that they had, but also the authenticity of the man right Mm -hmm. and you know it's one thing to have a gift whether it's sports or arts but to take that gift and to use it to better your world your environment to make mistakes admit those mistakes and move forward in a way that is um just admirable just admirable talented people there's a lot of crappy talented people right yeah so when you can get someone that learns from their mistakes, they do good in the world, 
and they realize the gifts that they have, it is sad that they're gone so young. There's something about artists. There's something about musicians, you know, musical artists and athletes that represent timestamps in our lives, too. And I think it's easy to get really reflective when Prince or Kobe, when someone who... who Elvis, yes, right. you can go down the list, absolutely. And don't you think, too, Phil, and I'm glad you uh, brought up the date and what he's meant to you, because it also don't you think it also adds to his status the fact that you had jordan and i i'm older we're all of us on the show are slightly older than you and and i grew up more in the era of jordan and uh and I, living in chicago uh you know the bulls were everywhere pippen and and rodman and and jordan and when jordan retired i i think it's fair to say and with my shallow base of knowledge in sports many people thought okay well there's haley's comment and we're never going to yeah. see the likes of that again. And then you have Kobe, who, Phil, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, came as close. And then now you have LeBron, but I'm talking uh, right after Jordan. Uh, Kobe came as close as you you can possibly get to being Jordan 2.0. Am I wrong on this? No, you're, you're 100% right. In fact, there's a video floating around on Twitter this morning. I don't, I don't know who tweeted this out, but Kobe spent a lot of time when he was... 16 through 20 years old when he was when he was first coming into the NBA essentially trying to mimic Michael Jordan's game and there's a video it's like a 2 minute video of Michael Jordan highlights every other highlight with Kobe Bryant highlights the same fadeaway jump shot the same celebratory fist pump jumping in the air and and so there there was a period where I think he was just trying to be Michael Jordan and then eventually he found a way to bring his own personality into his creativity, and I think I think you nailed he he. If you were if you were born, you know, if if you're 28 to 38 years old, I think Kobe Bryant probably is your Michael Jordan in a lot of ways. Yes, it was such a coincidence too that he played in the Staples Arena, oh that the gosh. Grammys was last night. That a lot of L.A. is like a small town, right? Mm-hmm. They all know each other. They all hang out at the same places. So it was really fascinating to see the impact of him as a sports person on the entertainment scene in that arena. Like, I think people were really um, moved and shocked and saddened. And it was interesting to see all that play out in real time last night at the Grammys. I was, I watched the entire 60 minute red carpet lead up to the, to the seven o'clock start time. And I, it actually was, it was pretty uncomfortable because I, I, some celebrities and some of the hosts wanted to loop in the Kobe Bryant theme. Mm -hmm. And then, I almost felt like the rest of it was a little bit forced, and yeah. I remember one of the hosts even made mention, "Hey, our red carpet ceremonies got thrown off because like Lizzo was supposed to come up and talk, and, and she, she, she doesn't want to." And it's yeah. like, let's just respect that. Let's let let's just let Kobe be a theme here, and I'm I'm glad that for the four hour actual award show that they they did make Kobe a huge part of it because mm-hmm. you're right, he is culturally. Culturally, Los Angeles, Kobe Bryant is a huge fixture in both of those bins. Phil Mackey from Score North joins us, and, and it all. I think it also speaks to his level uh, of stardom. The fact that and and his role as a leader that you see, you saw yesterday, folks. And I I told the story earlier. Um, I, it was a a guy that had interviewed him many times on ESPN that had given this anecdote that said uh, there was a young NFL player. That was really struggling, and Kobe went out of his way to get that guy's number and call him and say, "Hey, w- what do you need?" Showing that uh, 
Kobe was a leader not just in the NBA, but for sports and for professional sports in general. Did you see that as the case as well, Phil? Yes, I think I think we're calling it Mamba mentality. So Kobe Bryant's nickname was the Black Mamba, and he just he, and just I guess just to sum it up briefly here. He would go into dark places in his mind on the court that allowed him to score 60 points and and not be fatigued playing 45 minutes in a game. And so he has built this. It's turned into a brand now, but he even built in Los Angeles, and this is where they were flying to yesterday, Mm. this massive youth basketball training facility called like the Mamba Performance Mm -hmm. Center or something. And you'll see if you just do a search through social media today, just search Mamba, R.I.P. Mamba, Mamba Mentality. Uh, a lot of people sort of channeling his 20-year mantra for squeezing as much toothpaste out of the tube. Whatever whatever talent level you have, his motto is always outwork your level of talent so that you reach your max potential. And that's, that's the Mamba mentality. Yeah, because he was known not only for being a leader, but he was known like Jordan for a ferocious work ethic, wasn't he, Phil? I mean, he yes. was just, he worked, he would, the whole get there early, stay, you know, you, you're the last one, you're the last one to leave. That was another thing that he mimicked Jordan. He would uh, no, He would notoriously, you know, practice might start at 8 or 9 o'clock in the morning for the Lakers, and he would notoriously be in the gym at 2 o'clock in the morning on a regular basis, getting up his 2,000 jump shots or whatever it may be. And that mentality... Because if you remember back 20 years ago, Shaquille O'Neal and Kobe Bryant were the two players that brought the Lakers back to prominence. And Shaquille O'Neal, much more of a gregarious sort of, hey, we're just going to have fun here. A little sloppier. I'm just going to be 300 pounds and bowl my way to the rim. And Kobe Bryant was, (laughs) no, I'm going to be in the gym at 2 o'clock in the morning. And they won three championships together, but... Uh, and sh- and by the way, they've they've made up, and, and some of the posts that Shaq has put out in the last twenty four hours too are just make you you know yes. make your eyes water. But, yes, Don. Yeah. So I, it's I I, you know, I I've just been it's been hard for I think for my generation of sports fans because like I said off the top of the segment here, it's just something that has been it's been living in our heads in our consciousness that Kobe Bryant represents the last twenty years of being a basketball fan, and now it's gone. It feels like Prince or even Kirby Puckett oh, from sure. twenty plus years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, and we should note too, uh, and, and Phil alluded to it uh, in, in, a, in a turn of phrase. Uh, someone emailed us. Kobe obviously had a complicated legacy uh, off off the court. I want everyone to know uh, we're not sidestepping it. We're not uh, making him out to be a perfect guy. But it is my feeling, and I think Dawn uh, echoes my feeling here. I find it cold and inappropriate. To, to focus on that chapter of his life less than 24 hours uh, mm-hmm. after he has passed and his young daughter has passed. Um, there'll be time to dissect that and, and, and go deeper into the complicated legacy of this man. But I just want everyone to know we are aware of it. It's We're not sidestepping it, nor are we making it seem like this gentleman uh, w- was perfect and without fault. Uh, there's actually a wonderful very honest write-up in the Daily Beast that perfectly illustrates uh, the imperfection of this uh, athletic genius, and you can read it for yourself. Um, Don, I, I don't want to mm-hmm. speak for you, but I, I think you echo my feelings on that one. Yeah, I just kind of emailed back and said, here's yeah. an article if you want to know, because yeah. there's and questions to us, and it's like, yeah, those things happen, but now is not the time to talk about And it's about not that. our place, Yeah, really. Yeah. Like, it is... Each human has a place in the world and they make their marks and they make their mistakes. And when someone has passed, 
You it wouldn't doesn't... want anyone to talk about your worst moment. No, and it doesn't yeah. serve anybody. We don't learn from that. What yeah, we learn exactly. from is compassion, grace, humility. I mean, if anything, maybe he taught us some of those things. Mm-hmm. I would I would just add one thing because I, 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 I'm sort of coming from the point of view, too, that, hey, however you want to grieve and react to this, I'm not going to judge anybody. Absolutely. I do think it's very likely that Kobe Bryant, over the last 16 years since the the sexual assault case that mm-hmm. you're alluding to, he it's very likely that he has evolved a lot as a human as well. It doesn't necessarily excuse what may or may not have happened behind closed doors, but I think there's a I think there's another conversation for another day to to talk about redemption and what somebody has learned from their worst moment and and what they brought forward for their last 15 to 20 years. I'm nothing and, like the person I was at 21. Yeah. Absolutely nothing like it. I mean the same carcass, but that's about it. I'm a lot fatter. That's yeah. all I know. <laughs> <laughs> Phil, you touched, you touched on something that uh, I've been wondering about for a long time, and you nailed it perfectly. Existing in your conscience. And uh, I, I've had this feeling with a lot of celebrities passing over the last few years, and you really feel it. It, it hits you in yeah. the feels, and you go, why in the hell am I so upset yeah. by this? And it's be you're right. They exist in our conscious every day or, or you know weekly, and and that's that's how it plays I mean, out. We can probably all sit here and Kobe's on the list for me. Dale Earnhardt. I was a huge NASCAR and Dale Earnhardt fan. I stayed home from school the next day after Dale Earnhardt died. Right. And you think like why why do I feel so much more not to not to you know rank sadness in our lives, but why do I feel so much more sad? For someone that I've never met before, yep. then maybe a family member that has passed yes. away in the past, and right. it's—I it, really think it's about how much you spend time watching and thinking about them, and how much influence they may have, either consciously or subconsciously. Mm-hmm. Well, I spend a lot of time thinking about you, Phil. So I appreciate likewise, uh, my man, you, you being here. And when's uh, our Disney trip? Come on, <laughs> don't move Back in. On, come on, thank you, Back darling. Off, Back, knock it Back off, off Phil. Biatch. Back <laughs> off. Now we are loving you until right about then. That's a special thing for McLean and McLean only. Uh, you can listen to Phil Mackey the beautiful Phil Mackey who will never go to Disney World with me on Score North. Thank you, Phil. 747, the Grammys when we return. Welcome back. It is Dawn's favorite day of the year, uh, the Grammy Awards, Monday. Uh, If you missed it, don't worry. We have you covered. All you need to know... You guys owe me. Billie Eilish won everything. That's all you need to know. Good night, folks. Stay tuned for Donna and Steve. Donna won some things. I know, I'm kidding. I'm going to start a podcast simply called Off Air Dawn, where I'm just going <laughs> to no. I'm re- going to record no. everything Dawn says no. during the commercial breaks because it is wonderful, especially <laughs> about the Grammys. <laughs> I know. Uh, here is Billie Eilish winning everything except uh, City's Best Dog Catcher. Yeah. Here we go. The Grammy winner for Album of the Year. New artist. Duh. And that's it. There's everything. all the. I mean, that's everything. everything. Literally everything. Uh, Lizzo won uh, Best Pop. And then I think it was Best Pop. Yeah. Uh, Usher did a tribute to Prince that's receiving mixed views. Oh. That was my favorite part. Let us just. There is no mixed about that. That was fantastic. 
Oh, except I've read F- mixed. Except oh. FKA Twigs only did pole dancing and didn't sing or rap, yes. and I love her. I'm like, I, she's a great dancer, but still, I'm like... And we I can didn't talk even about know who F.A.O. Schwartz was. I had no idea who she was. Oh, she's there, a British. there was a period okay. of time where I was like, who is that woman and why is she ruining my Usher performance by writhing <laughs> all over him? It's not helping. <laughs> but then I figured out who she was. Yeah. She used to date Robert Pattinson. Oh, she's, okay. She, yeah. She's, she's, she's a, a performance artist. She's pretty darn good. I mean, I think she's a great performer. Did you, when he went down, he did the famous Prince Splits. Which is like a James Brown thing, but where, sure. you know, you, you pop down into the splits and then pop back up. Ouch. Kenny's oh, doing it now. There was yeah. a moment oh. where I thought, because he got up, but it wasn't smooth necessarily. And I thought, God, how long did he have to practice I to do that? the same thing. That's hard. He was so suave and sexy, and I thought he did a great, and it's long enough from Prince's passing that I wasn't like comparing him as much. I was able to kind of enjoy the performance piece of it without being so sad that Prince is dead and Usher's doing Prince instead. Yeah. It was I'm good. glad to hear that as a Prince fan and you're a giant Prince fan, Hanson. I'm glad to hear that because uh, USA Today, uh, their roundup of Twitter, and not that Twitter's the arbiter of yes or no, but the roundup on Twitter nationally was meh. I liked it. I thought okay, it was really good. good. Okay. I did too. Uh, Dawn's uh, Hell on Earth uh, continues after this. Uh, we will <laughs> we'll talk a little bit more about the Grammys. Oh, yeah. We have so many more things to talk about, Chase. The nails. I- the nails. The nails. The what? The nails. The nails. The hell on Billie Eilish? On all of them. Okay, we'll talk. I guess Kenny, we're going to talk about fingernails. And if that doesn't win us a Marconi, I don't know what will. Fingernails, when we return. It's a beautiful day.